Power Hour LSU Boom All night long Yes Let's begin. Go. I am sad to report that Terry Bussey has committed to the Texas 8 and 4 Mike Elgo Aggies. How big of a loss is this? How do you feel about this? This has been a young man that we have discussed quite a bit at length. So I'm going to break this down from so many different angles. And normally when a a big recruit is making an announcement, I start uh, pre-recording actual film so you can get my film breakdown of Terry Bussey. And I decided not to do this because I had no idea what he was going to do. Um, The entire time it was 50-50, right? Um, I've heard from people close to Corey Raymond that he had pretty much no idea where this was going. Um, People close to people on the staff really had no idea where this was going. It was truly a 50-50 decision that LSU honestly put a lot of effort into. But in the grand scheme of things, he decided to stick with Texas A&M, which was a school he was committed to. And he honestly never actually decommitted from – Texas A&M. So shows you a little bit of loyalty. I do think this is a loss. I did like Terry Bussey, but I don't feel this is a ginormous loss for a couple of reasons. The first is, yes, he is a five-star, but this was not to me, in my eyes, a Harold Perkins level prospect, right? And that's how I really gauge defensive players, right? Are you so unbelievably good that you can really change the outcome of multiple games over the course of a season like Carol Perkins has done during his career at LSU. I I never really saw that, but I did see something really good in Terry Bussey's game, right? A sub 11100 meter. So athletically he's really gifted, even though he is undersized. Um, But like Harold Perkins, he was also positionally ambiguous, right? This is a guy who played uh, at a really low level of Texas high school football, and he played quarterback, he played safety, he played defensive back, and, well, we don't know what his best position is going to be at the next level. Is he a receiver? Is he someone that you absolutely have to play both ways? I don't know, but the truth is he is a very gifted player, and I would have loved him playing for LSU, but it's not an unreal slam dunk decision. This is not a Louisiana prospect either that Texas got into uh, the Louisiana border and and, and took him back to Texas A&M. This doesn't feel as stingy um, as, let's say, someone like a Jacoby Matthews uh, when he went to Texas A&M over LSU and Jacoby Matthews has turned out to be a very good player. So, um, And he also, like Terry Bussey, was a five-star caliber athlete who ended up uh, going from quarterback to defensive back at uh, the next level. So, you know, I, I I don't feel hurt. I think you guys can normally feel my energy 
and you know, and some of you are are are, are saying this wasn't really um, uh, a fifty fifty situation. You guys felt he was going to text him the entire way. I don't know. It's just not how I read it. I, I I'll tell you this: LSU felt good, right? They they put a lot of effort into it. But let me give you a little bit of an outside take on this scenario. I do think if Terry Bussey was a part of the early signing period, we would not be talking about him so much. Uh, and we would not be hyping his commitment up so much, right? Um, and what I mean by that is, well, if you look at recruiting, everyone signs during the early period. And this year, Terry Bussey was the only late signing period signee out there, right, uh, that we were going after that we had not already gotten committed to the class, right? LSU has a huge high school class. So the idea that this ended up being an unreal, massive loss is probably, you know, rooted in the fact that there was no other high school commitment committing on the actual signing day. So since he was the final one, it just built up all this hype and he was a five-star player. Um, and I, I think that also played into him getting talked about so unbelievably much. So look, I also say this, Texas A&M could be an absolute disaster next year. And he might be one of the only good players on their team next year. Uh, which I don't believe. I think Texas A&M has some talent going into next year with Wigman and uh, Bryce Anderson and, and Jacoby and those guys. But I, I, it could happen with the modern transfer portal. It's probably not smart to just trash some kid because he decided to go somewhere else, uh, especially when he really didn't do uh, up to this point anything, uh, you know, nefarious or two faced or anything like that. Um, I honestly think he was torn between the two, and he actually ended up just picking Texas A&M. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, before I get to your comments, okay, I do want to show you the 2024 recruiting class. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on how this class actually played out. And honestly, I'm going to make you – feel something you probably haven't felt uh, in quite some time, okay, uh, especially on this channel. I really, really, really do like this recruiting class, okay? Um, this feels – I don't think they're going to be as good, but the best recruiting class in LSU history was seven years ago, the 2017 recruiting class at LSU. To me, it's going to take a lot for that recruiting class in terms of hit rate and and whatnot – to be surpassed, right? Well, in uh, 2017, the recruiting class was around this rank, right? 2024 was a seventh ranked class, according to 247. Um, the 2017 class was in that seventh ranked. So this class is going to come in not really overhyped, um, but they're going to come in and and act uh, professional and and hopefully take this class to the next level. Um, and what's very interesting is we're teaming up with Tylen Singleton and Gabriel Relaford. They're going to be signing autographs alongside Debo Atkins and um, a few other recruits. It's all going down February 17th in just a few weeks. Okay. Free show. It's the Arclitex memorabilia card show. 
Okay. Just to give you, while you look at this skims ad in the background, uh, here you go. Bang. Okay. Ahmad Bro's going to be there as well. I love Ahmad out of Ruston. So you better get there. February 17th is going to be a free event. You are absolutely positively going to love it. But I, I really do like this recruiting class. I think Deshaun McBride and Tylen Singleton in particular have a path to playing time pretty quickly. Um, if they're able to adapt and pick up the scheme, obviously Joel Rogers is another athlete. I really like a lot. You have a ton of offensive linemen, uh, a quarterback who's done a lot of the recruiting for you. Uh, Devon keys, Kalaj Cobbins, PJ Woodland, Kari Lee is my most underrated player in this class. I think, um, he is a four-star prospect and most services have him as a three-star and you then get down to the, the, the kids that have not enrolled yet. You get to your top 100 prospects, Trade S. Green, top 100, five-star who shot up the rankings, Weston Davis, Kylan Billiata shot up the rankings. He is officially now a top 100 prospect. Um, Caden Durham is going to come into this class. To me, he is a top three player um, in this crop. C.J. Jackson, Jelani Watkins, Jawan Johnson. You know, Jawan Johnson is probably going to take this as, you know, some motivation. He is like Terry Bussey, right? A do-it-all quarterback at the high school level who has receiver and DB capabilities at the Division I Power 5 level. There's Debo Atkins. You'll see him in a few weeks. Michael Turner, Ori Williams, Bernard B.B. Causey, uh, Demarion Johnson, Wallace Foster, Aaron Burrell, and, of course, the biggest one of them all, five-star plus, which means every service ranks him as a five-star Dominic McKinley. And then we finish up this recruiting class. This is obviously going to be added on to over the next couple of weeks. Jair Brown, Jordan Gilbert, Austin Osbury, Xavier Thomas, AJ Swan, and the biggest transfer of them all, CJ Daniels from the portal. Okay. I wanted to run through all the kids that actually did do the right thing and commit to the best university on the planet, LSU. So shout out to the young men we're coming to LSU. They're probably tired of hearing about Terry Butsy, and they're like, don't forget about me. This is the largest high school signing class, I think, ever at LSU. 29 high school recruits. Add on the six transfer portal ad, um, players. This is going to be freaking insane. So, look, we go to Hakeem right here. We say hi to Blanche, a lot of PHL legends, Shorty, Kenneth, Chance, Rob B, T Mill, Mac Daddy Donk. Let's go to Hakeem who says, if I'm not mistaken, we have eight safeties and 10 cornerbacks. So all that we missed on them, we could develop Stamps, Hughes, Toviano, Jair Brown, Zay Alexander, J.K. Johnson. Yeah, this, I'll, I'll say this, and I don't think even Texas A&M fans would disagree with this. This was a bigger loss this would have been a bigger loss for them than it was for us. Even though Texas A&M's DBs actually like them a lot going into next season, um, this LSU defensive back room is good. It's really freaking good. Okay? So, yeah, I I, I got to be real with you, man. I am excited about the players that we're going to have locked in. And hopefully they turn into what we expect them to turn into, Right? Maybe JV and Toviano takes that next leap. Maybe someone like Jeremiah Hughes comes out of the woodwork 
and gives you some corner reps next season. Ashton Stamps, who went through a minor procedure and played hurt, um, you know, during the course of this season. So if Terry Butsy was actually going to play DB, we would have had a log jam at the defensive back position. But I would include this, all right? New coaching staff is in, all right? Most of these guys uh, don't know Jake Olson, and and quite a few of them do know Corey Raymond just from the recruiting trail when he was at Florida. But still, these are new players for both of these DB coaches and a new defensive coordinator. So maybe Terry Bussey was someone that was higher on their board and would be one of their guys. So there you go. Now. Let me know if you guys love the morning streams. I don't mind going live in the mornings. I love going, uh, getting up early, getting my day going. I'll get a workout in um, after this. And look, I'm all ears. If you guys want me to talk about any high school prospect at length, I will happily do so. Okay? I'm still going through and evaluating all their senior film. And I keep going back to one player. And I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Could be wrong on him, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but there are some guys you, you just stick your feet in the dirt for, and and one of those guys is Kari Lee. I I I I don't know. I don't get it. I, I'm a little shocked that he was a player that never really rose up the rankings. There might be something that I don't know. I don't know him personally, uh, but. It, it I, I think I'm just seeing something when I watch him play, okay? Um, you know, still at this point, there was not a single service that rated him a four-star, okay? And I'm always a little bit more hesitant with uh, four-star offensive linemen compared to three-star offensive linemen. Um, but look, we've had a lot of three-star offensive linemen turn out to be really good football players. So... I, I, I think Kari Lee is going to be one of the main sleepers in this class. I like him. But then again, offensive line evaluation is tricky. It's very, very, very tricky. And look, he's going to have to battle out a really good group of offensive linemen. Cohen Eccles uh, played at a high level at Katy, Texas, and, and played multiple positions. Ethan Calloway, even though he's more of an offensive tackle, he'll be in there. Weston Davis, Joseph Big Hoss Cryer, for a lot of you, is the sleeper. So it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um Let's go to Matthew. Unless I am missing something, we're going to need to find some productive defensive tackles in the spring portal window. Yeah, I have no update, Tobo, on any recent uh, LSU defensive line additions. I did spend quite some time talking about Sean Washington. I... Still believe Dominant McKinley will get a chance to play a lot. I do feel um, he is more of a year two guy. I, I do. And that doesn't mean I don't think he's good. Obviously, athletically, he is very, very, very special. But I think what happened a few years ago, and it's not all, it's not all LSU fans. It's just some. But what happened a few years ago was we had a 15-person high school signing class because – we had a transition year with the new coach, and of those 15 high school signees, four were starters, 
and they were all very good players as true freshmen. And then there was a fifth who played some, and that was Demario Tolan. He already went and went somewhere else. But in that true freshman season, we had Mason Taylor, Harold Perkins, Emory Jones, and Will Campbell, and all four of them are still stellar football players, right? And what happened was is that some fans began to feel that more high school guys should get playing time as true freshmen. And, you know, I am open to that idea, and there are some that believe Brian Kelly pushes against that, especially with Whit Weeks and JV and Tobiano. Um, then the very bizarre situations with their playing time. But I I wanted to be known how hard it is to play Division One high school football as true freshmen. I say high school football, as true freshmen coming out of high school. Okay. And when you really think about it, there's just not many in the history of LSU football that were exceptional football players right off the jump, um, like a Will Campbell was. And even a guy like Mason Taylor had some struggles early in the season. So, you know, Patrick Peterson's one, Jamal Adams is another. I mean, the list goes on and on. Most of the great LSU football players did not play as true freshmen. So, yes, these kids are going to get a golden opportunity because the defense was so bad and our two deep is relatively shallow. But one thing that's also different is numbers-wise, LSU has a lot of scholarship players where just a few years ago, there just weren't that many. And it was true tabula rasa across the way, clean slate. Anyone had a chance to play? Anyone had a chance to win a job? This year, it's going to be a little bit tougher, okay? This year, it's going to be a little bit tougher, okay? So there you go. And, yeah, we talked uh, quite a bit about Jaleel Muhammad. Um, That was a guy Bo Davis really wanted. Um, Chance, uh, who's also in the chat, likes Jaleel Muhammad a lot. I do, too. And the difference is he's a little bit more of like a playmaking three-technique defensive tackle, right? It's not going to be a space eater. Um, so he is the antithesis of what I like, like a Tyler Shelvin is. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a, a good comp for him. Um, obviously, in a perfect world, someone like a Kalijah Kansi uh, at a pit who had a really good rookie season for the Buccaneers uh, would be what you would think uh, of someone like that. So that would be really freaking awesome okay beside a sports card strategy what's up paul hickey good to see you very happy to be affiliated with nooffseason.com good to see you um let's go to show enough here with the the terry bussy looking at his high school stats why the heck would we want him to be a defensive player only well look I, i'll tell you this it's important to look at the, the the tape as well, okay? So Terry Bussey was mostly a quarterback, and he was an electric quarterback. They ran a very RPO-heavy type of offense where they just had him out there reading everything, right, where he was the sole proprietor of the offense. Like, every decision was made by him. And you can do that at a lower level, right? So – for instance, Terry Bussey and Jawan Johnson are very similar. They were dominant, transcendent, championship-level high school quarterbacks. But you could still make the case for them to play offense, just not at quarterback. 
And you can also make the case for them to play defense, right? It's all trying to figure out what the best role is for them at the next level. Um, And there's a lot of players that are like this, right? Um, You know, Ruben Randall was a a quarterback in in high school, but, you know, he's a receiver. Um, So you do have to do, um, you know, some evaluations uh, for how they will transition to the next level. Um, But, yeah, it's not here nor there. I think Jawan Johnson is going to be a fine defensive back, right? And you also got to ask this question as well, Shonov. Would Terry Bussey or Jawan Johnson help you out more on offense or defense if they both went to LSU? Well, this year it is a little bit more ambiguous uh, because LSU's wide receiver room is um, not as proven as it was going into last year. But I do feel they would give you more as a DB, okay? That I I do. All right. Let's go to eat up. Um, Bussy plays two A ball in Texas. It's literally the lowest classification in the state for eleven man football. It's true. Um, Texas does a lot of six man, eight man kind of football, right? They they do a lot of that, and a lot of smaller schools have adapted to to playing that. And I watched a good bit of Terry Bussy yesterday, including you know basically a full game of his. And I posted my findings on Patreon, patreon.com slash LSU football, if you want to check it out. And, yeah, I mean, you you could see it. You you, you could see uh, the, the level of competition isn't quite what it is. But then again, that's pretty much the case at every level of high school football where you're going up against athletes that are just not the same as you're going to see in Division I Power 5 football, right? It's not only that the caliber athlete gets better, it's – you then go into a classification where everyone is older. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. And then something else about that. All right. And I really do feel this is important. Okay. You get to this next level. And how you play has to change. Okay. So one thing I, I noticed about Bussy on defense was he really couldn't ever go balls to the wall, full speed, hair on fire, Troy Palomalu style at safety. Because, well, you're playing a full game. You know, he's running on kickoff returns. He's running on kickoffs. And he's also playing quarterback and a lot of quarterback runs. So you really just can't go a gazillion percent. No one really can. Um, Two-way at 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 safety and at quarterback, right? Two of the most physically taxing positions, um, especially if you're a dual threat quarterback. So one transition he was going to have to make to the next level is playing full speed all the time on defense. So uh, it's interesting. Let's say I had a big slam 225. Welcome to the channel. Hope you smash the subscribe button and like this video don't forget if you want to see the full live stream schedule bang we will not go live tonight at 6 p.m central we will stick with our um normal schedule um next week all right tomorrow we will go live around 4 p.m okay um might go a little bit earlier at three 
But I do have basketball games I have to call tomorrow. So let's just do 3 p.m. Tomorrow night, uh, on Thursday, we'll do a 3 p.m. live stream. I like going live during the day because I am able to reach everyone. You know, I, I normally go live at 8.15 Central's uh, on on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays. That's late. A lot of people got to go to work. We've got a lot of viewers on the East Coast. So, you know, I... I I'm I'm fine with doing daytime live streams. And look, this might be a thing. This very well could be a thing. Okay. Let's go to Ed. What's up? Semper. What's good, man? About to send your BTJ card in the mail. Let's go to Maurice. Play 2A ball. If you know, you know, speed checks out, but very low level of top prospects in that division. Yes. Totally agree. And look. I'm open to him coming to LSU for uh, the next season. Now, it's time to do a giveaway. First $20 Super Chatter, we're going to give out Josh Williams. He's been one of our more popular players. This is a refractor, Josh Williams, so you get that nice little rainbow finish on it. And first $20 Super Chat, we'll get that. First $50 Super Chat will get a Jaden Daniels 8x11 Heisman Trophy print. And if we get to a hundo, we'll give out some autographs. Let's do it. Okay. Um, LSU is not in the top 12 of any two early uh, rankings. Okay. We'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more of a general conversation. I've talked so much Terry Bussey up to this point. That if you do Super Chat, I'll go right back into the um, conversation. We also did earlier in the stream a breakdown of every 2024 prospect um, and how I feel about them. But for right now, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss Blanche's question. Blanche, I appreciate all your donations and, and love over the years, Ryan. Um, The top 12 way too early lists are overrated. Um I think they're underrated in terms of who actually will win the national championship because normally the preseason rankings do a good job of predicting which one of like four or five teams are actually going to win the national championship. But I think for most of you, the main goal, of course, is to win a national championship. But the second biggest goal is just getting in the playoff. Right, getting your feet wet in the college football playoff. And LSU is probably in a closer range than, let's say, a Georgia, who I think is going to be elite next year, of, of being a team ranked in the five, six, seven, eight hole. Okay. If you are one of those people, Guess what? Or one of those teams, you're hosting a playoff game next season, which, of course, is more revenue and more eyeballs uh, to the LSU brand. And I couldn't imagine a night playoff game in Tiger Stadium. It would be a completely different beast. And that matchup would likely um, be against a, a team that you don't normally play. So could you imagine if it's well, I mean, this is a likely scenario. LSU versus Notre Dame in a playoff battle. What would you expect the ratings to look like? Or what could be potentially even better 
is Notre Dame hosting a playoff game where LSU goes and whips some Irish buhani. Um, so it it's it's interesting. Let's go to Super with the Super. First Super, I really appreciate it. Terry Bussey. Never heard of her. <laughs> the Terry Bussey does sound like the name of someone of of a lady who runs a uh, a salon named Steel Magnolias. Uh but yeah. <laughs> I I I I would be open to Terry Bussey coming to LSU eventually though. And this first season at Texas AM is gonna be interesting. Um, I think he's going to have a chance to play some receiver uh, next year uh, for them and DB. But we'll see. I'm very interested to see Texas A&M just in general, right? Mike Elko, it was supposed to be Mark Stoops, but then it became Mike Elko. And you guys don't have a feel about Mark Stoops. I think he is the most single overrated college football coach of the modern era. Um. I know I've never quite understood the ador- the, the nonstop adoration for this guy. Um, but that's not here nor there. They end up hiring Mike Elko, and I I I I think it's gonna be an um a, a weird year for Texas AM in year one. We do play them and I'm looking forward to it. We will not be playing them on rivalry week. Okay. We will be playing Oklahoma on rivalry week. Okay. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's go to Kedrick. I like Billy Ott in his sophomore year as a standout for us. The kid is now 6'2, 205. He's going to be a player. If Billy Ott has, has moved up the rankings, I would say at this point, he is my my number one receiver in the class of 2024. I would say at this point. Um, and we'll see. You know, someone like him stepping into the room puts a lot of pressure on Kyle Parker, puts a lot of pressure on um, a guy like Sheldon Sampson. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for Kyle and Billy uh, stepping in. And it's it, it should be a, a fun, fun day. Was LSU recruiting the kid from Opelousas that committed to Ole Miss, Trey Amos? Uh, yeah, they did. He, he actually had a visit. Kyron Lacey did some of the recruiting there, and he still ended up picking Ole Miss. Uh, he picked Alabama last year, and he picked Ole Miss this year. So uh, he can go kick rocks, you know? You can't, you can't be from Louisiana, play at UL, and then – Skip out on two opportunities to play at DBU. Played Alabama where he barely played, and then I was at Ole Miss. So I would say I'd wish you the best, but can't do it this time. I wish him good health. How about that? We say hi to the master blaster, Kenneth, Rob, Pinky, Greg T. Mill. Uh, we got a Taylor Swift debate in here. I 
Dwayne says, most don't know who Swift really is. If they did, they'd want to drop her quick in a hurry. Well, enlighten us. Tell us if 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 it's really that pertinent. Tell me why we should uh, stay away. Yeah, I'm a proud fitness bro now. I drank my protein powder uh, this morning. I've eaten nothing but air over the last hour. Uh, normally in the morning, I'm two muffins deep. Ah, you weren't talking about Trey Amos. You're talking about Corey Amos from Opelousas. Okay. I was about to say, Trey Amos, I don't think he was from OP. I think he was from somewhere in South Louisiana. I don't know a lot about Corey Amos. Um, you know, I actually just had to take a quick gander at his profile. And he also is an Amos committed to Ole Miss, so to make it extra confusing. 6'3", linebacker. Uh, sure. You know, I love Opelousas. Uh Ford is a guy I want at Opelousas for 2025. So, yeah. I, 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 I like it. Let's see. Chris, what's good? Richard, a good morning to you. So Maurice says they tried to recruit Corey Amos. Okay. Let's see. Y'all want to chat some LSU Tennessee tonight? I'm down to do that. I've not watched Tennessee really all that much at all this year. Um, they still have the Matthew Vescovi guy, the the Italian, or he's not Italian. What is? Either way, really good point guard for them. Um, man, Rick Barnes in the NCAA tournament. Every year, but we're going to Knoxville. It's um okay, yeah. So Uruguay is where Viscovi is from. Cool stuff. Um, Uruguay, proud home of Luis Suarez. Let's go. Um, you know, I think LSU will be competitive tonight, but. Then again, this game always kind of feels like one where you get blown out, right? You, you, you're going on the road. You're going to Knoxville. That is such a long trip. That is such a tough place to play. It's a very underrated men's basketball school because they're mostly known for women's basketball because of Pat Summit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think we can go in there and, and, and be competitive, but – for some reason in my heart, okay, um, my heart's telling me 
that LSU is going to pull off the upset. But my brain is telling me that Tennessee is about to destroy us. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I think LSU is coming off a little bit of a break. And let's see if Jalen Cook and Jordan Wright can pull off one of the better upsets we have had recently. Tennessee currently at 13 and a half point favorite tonight. And they're coming off a road 11 point victory at Kentucky. Okay. And their last home game, they lost to South Carolina, but South Carolina has turned into the best story this year in the SEC with Lamont Paris. So let's see what else you can do. Rob G, what's good? You're right. Clemson just went on the road and beat North Carolina. They did. They did. Okay. But, man, I'm not sure if Hubert Davis is a guy. I know they're good this year, but, you know, their best player is like a six-year senior, Armando Baycott. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a culture fit. I really I really don't know anything about Terry Bussey to say if it was uh, a culture issue. He committed to Texas A&M, stuck it out to Texas A&M. I based on what I've heard, he's he's just a good kid. But we'll see. You know, I when when it comes to stuff like that, I judge you by your actions, right? Like I could tell you this, Denver Harris was not a culture fit. Okay. But, but yeah, let's go to Jordan. Yeah, you can go on the road, get it done. Now, here's what you're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you super chat, we'll keep it going. If you want to, um, I can go through the 2024 crop. Once again, and yeah, keep in mind, you know, as, and and I I normally don't get into like a player's personal situation, but Terry Bussey has had just the worst luck, okay, with, um, you know, him losing some close family members, uh, but we'll go through the guys that are committed and, and actually signed to, to LSU already. Let me know. I'm going to scroll down here. Point out the players that stand out to you the most. Okay? You just let me know. Take a look at all these players right here. McBride, Singleton, Relaford, Eccles, Rogers, Callaway, Hurley, Cobbins, Keys, Woodland, Lee, Washington, Bro, Cryer. Okay, so these are the kids from Cryer up that are signed. Their early enrollees are already there. Okay, now down here, these kids are signed but not enrolled. They're not early enrollees. Trade as green, it makes sense. He's a basketball guy, but they're not going to let him play basketball this year, apparently. Weston, and, and I say they, I'm saying the LHSAA. LSU probably wants him to play basketball if he wants to. 
um, at the high school level for his final year, but they're not letting him do it. Weston Davis, Kylan Billiot, Caden Durham, Jelani Watkins, CJ Jackson, Jawan Johnson, Xavier Atkins, Michael Turner, Ori Williams, Kazi Johnson, Foster Burrell, McKinley. Okay. Jerry makes the same comp we made a little bit earlier. Jawan Johnson, very similar profile to Terry Bussey. I think Bussey overall is just got a little bit more juice, right, in terms of athleticism. But, yeah, I mean, Jawan Johnson, like Bussey, was a do-it-all quarterback who can do a little bit of everything. Let's go to Chris. Where does this class rank on BK's all-time recruiting classes? I think it has to be towards the top. Yeah, you know, pretty much every LSU recruiting class he's brought in has been better, according to the rankings, than the any class he's brought in at Notre Dame. Okay, um, so there you go. Maybe a relation. Chance says if LSU had two more big defensive tackles, this class would be amazing. I agree. Uh, I, I, I would love to see it. Or if any one of the three big DTs I went to the NFL would have come back. Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, or Jordan Jefferson. I think Jefferson was out of eligibility, but you'd feel a lot better about that defensive tackle room. Okay? Let's see here. Once again, we will go live tomorrow at 3 p.m. No live stream Tonight. Okay. Sam Hartman didn't look too great at the senior bowl. Hmm. Let me see Sam Hartman. Don't forget, support PHL, Power Hour LSU. Dot com slash shop. Okay. PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. Get your merch today. About that to pay the web bill. Any chance any offensive lineman can flip to defensive line? It would be interesting. Okay. Um, the thing that 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 stings about the the DT thing is LSU had some defensive tackles enter the portal uh, over the past couple of months, and they 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 just did to go to go play somewhere else. Maybe someone like a Jalen Lee steps up, you know, um, 
this is a um, a recruit that's it's been around for a while, class of twenty twenty player. He comes back; it's his final year of eligibility. Maybe this is his year. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We'll see. Okay. Um, so yeah. Now, even though we're done here, doesn't mean you can't support PHL and continue the discussion elsewhere. Join our PHL Discord. It is down below. Link to the Patreon. Patreon gets you a link to the Discord. It's a good way to support me, patreon.com slash LSU football. Big shout out, top super chatter of the afternoon or morning has been Simper. I appreciate you. And we'll talk to you soon. It is power hour LSU. Bam. And tonight, we are doing, we're doing burgers. Let's go. Let's go.